Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. And I'm Reed. And it is just the two of us today. We sw- <laughs> we swapped out. So Mo is currently busy during Fashion Week. So booked and busy. Booked and busy. She is styling the house down for the girls. Um, So it's just us two today. So it's like Reed said um, in our group chat the other day how... <laughs> <laughs> like how I say it's like the view round table and we like rotate read was like, Oh, like who did you say? Who, who, who? I was like, you know, it's funny because Zach, this is your last week for a little while as you go off to training. So it's sort of like a rotating, like read is sort of consistently here, but it's um like it rotates between Zach and Mo sometimes. So I said, it was like drag race where some weeks you get Carson Cressley. And I said, that was, uh, I think I said that was Mo because I was looking at like the fashion angle. And then I said, and then Zach, you're like the hilarious Ross Matthews. I'm of course, <laughs> Michelle Visage. She's always there. <laughs> I, love it. I feel like that's like perfect description of it. Um, and I'll take the hilarious Ross Matthews. I'll take I it. I thought you were going to kill me for that because everyone hates the hilarious Ross Matthews, but I, I don't hate the hilarious Ross Matthews because I grew up seeing him on like Jay Leno. Like my parents would watch Jay Leno and I remember he was like his intern at the time. So like I have like a soft spot for Ross, but I do see why people are like annoyed by him. Yeah. I mean, he's fine, but I certainly don't think that you're like a reflection of him, but in terms of the analogy, it worked the best in terms of the analogy. It worked the best for sure. But breaking news in the drag race world, drag race is going back to 90 minute episodes. Thank God. I like seriously, like bullying works. You guys bullying works like bullying does work. And I think that it's time that we accept that lean into that. You know, I feel like I was just saying this the other day on the it's about Bravo blog. I feel like 2000s reality TV was super messy, super problematic, very negative, really just designed to tear down the people on our screens. And then like in the 2010s, it sort of like began to the pendulum began to swing the other way where it was like, we shouldn't be treating people this way. We should be kind. I feel like, you know, American Idol stopped showing like the terrible auditions. Like that used to be like what you like made the popcorn for and got excited about, like making fun of people who are terrible singers and think they are good singers. I feel like they've kind of leaned away from that. It's all about positivity these days. And I'm here to say something. I'm ready for the pendulum to swing back. I'm ready for the pendulum to swing back. I want Teresa (laughs) Judice pushing, shoving Andy on the couch of season two Jersey reunion that I just finished. I want Tiffany Pollard, New York on Flava Flav. I want mess. I want terrible singers whose dreams are crushed right in front of our eyes. Um, You know, I know my drag race girls, I love them and I don't want to see them hurt. And I know that they get a lot of bad bullying online. So I don't want that to come back. But even like, what was that drag race finale? Like early on when that, I don't even know who it was. She was like, I was not expecting all this faggotry. Um, Oh, who was that? I don't even remember, but we need like that level of mess and negativity to come back because it's just malicious just gay faggotry that I just was not thinking we were going to run into here. That is what reality TV is for. I'm sorry. I could not agree with you more. I think that, and I've talked about this before. I think that like, uh, in real life, like I want 
like our leaders, our like political leaders. I want like people I interact with on like a daily basis to like, you know, have that kind of moral compass. Be civil. Per se. Be civil. I don't need that for my reality stars. Like I don't. And I think that it's going to swing back. Like for instance, like Big Brother kind of like, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I don't know, Reed, if you watch Big Brother, but I watched the newest season. That was my very first season and I'm planning on sticking with it. Well, I encourage you to go onto Paramount Plus and watch like seasons like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And like, those are the messy. I want mess. Boots down. And I feel like Big Brother's not as messy anymore because they're so scared of like what the public is going to say online about them. And they're like concerned about like the Instagram following and the image and everything like that. And it's like kind of like they're operating through that kind of lens the entire time. And I'm like, I miss the people who did not care. These like, yeah, these, these like, like no names that like did not care. You put a camera in front of them and they were just chaotic. Like, give me Jersey Shore. Like, I mean, yes. like, you look back at like Jersey Shore and like just how chaotic and messy it was. This fights. And like, I feel like it's going to swing back because I feel like people are going to get sick of this. I feel like well, it's, it's like, gonna, like the why was Moni expired from Potomac for assaulting Candace? Like that is in the 2000s, she would have been promoted for that. Exactly. And I just, I just feel like, like, I think my line, of course, like, is like bigotry of any kind, like racism. Like, obviously, we've had a huge reckoning in our country. And like, it is a new, it is a new era. And we should be like calling that out more uh, blatantly and confidently and not standing for that. But short of that, like, I'm okay with bullying. I'm okay with like gaslighting. That is what reality TV is for. The traders did a really great job. I mean, Brandy and Kate really brought it. And I thought it was so funny. What's her name? Rachel from Big Brother. Mm -hmm. I, I love how she tried. Queen. She really tried it. She was like, guys, we're not going to No, Let's stop targeting one person. This isn't cool. No. And it's like, bitch, shut up. Yes, we are going to target one person. That is what we are here for. He's annoying. Okay, let's go after him. Like, but then the real Rachel came out at that round table when yeah, she was getting voted off. Anybody. The real Rachel came out and she was like, really? You're not my friend. Like she, just so dramatic and like chaotic and like yeah. Rachel Riley. Like you have not seen those two seasons that she was on season 12. A terror, an absolute menace. I saw some clips and they were great. <laughs> but yes, I will go back. But moral of the story, like I'm like this whole like positivity thing like okay like that's what i guess queer eye is for but like i don't need to be like laughing and crying tears of joy with you on my reality television i want to like, i don't want to be laughing with you i want to be laughing at you <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible she said it she said it best she said it here folks i mean like i obviously like to your point like i think there's lines but i think like we're drawing the lines too far back for reality TV. Like, like let's we're have putting some like fun. Like what happened to fun? Like that clip I talked about. From Sex <laughs> yeah, City, exactly. Was like, what happened to fun? People don't like to have fun anymore. No one wants to have fun anymore. Like I get viscerally infuriated when I hear people talk about the Real Houses of Beverly Hills and they're like the Mean Girls of Beverly Hills. I'm like, you know that the the pillar of the foundation. It's like kind of like you know. Okay, but wait. Like the fucking like I know you do. I know you do say that. But here's my thing, Zach. I'm not... Okay, I need to clarify something. I don't... Like, I don't want the Mean Girls of Beverly Hills to be off the cast 
and I don't necessarily need them to start being nicer. And I know you would, I know you disagree at, at the, at the root of my statement. You don't believe there is a mean girls group. What I, what I see and what annoys me is that there's, they've become so close, like that little group that it's made it kind of impossible. Like the show has started to get a little, a little bit stale for me because like those girls are always going to have each other's backs. That's why it was so exciting this last season when Kyle kind of did go after Erica. She's like, I can't defend you on this. Like it was such a break in character because that group never disagrees with one another. And that's the only reason I called them the mean girls. And I was annoyed is like, I want the group to be broken up so that like we can have more, like more dimensions to the friendships and fighting right now. It just feels like Garcelle and Sutton and are on the outside looking in. And then the rest of the girls are kind of like sitting at a different lunch table, like pointing at them and laughing. Like I would like to see a bit more like fighting between everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, and I hear you, and I hear you, I see you. Okay, good. I see you, and I We hear don't have you. to agree, but... And I, I, to an extent, understand what you're saying and everything like that. I, I just think, like, when people are like, oh, the mean girls, I'm like, they could be meaner. I'm yeah, like, give me Kyle, give be. me season one Kyle. Like, give me season well, two Well, yeah, Kyle. I think... Give me hiding like- crutches behind a, a sofa Kyle. I'm like, they could be meaner... Um, but I, I get, but I also want the playing field to be like leveled and I want like the mean girls to get challenged. So like, I don't, but I hate like the whole, like fire them cause they're mean. Yeah. I don't want them um, fired. And I, that's the thing. I have some friends who I'm like, I will admit kind of get a little too far into the, she needs to go. That was so not called uncalled for. And it's like, what are you? Okay. I just, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, what are you watching this for? If that's really how you feel? Yeah, like, I'm like, like, I don't want someone to go because they're mean to somebody. No. I want them to stay because they're mean to somebody. Again, there's clear lines, racism, bigotry. But short of that, why are we calling on people to be fired? Why I wanted Renegon was not because she's necessarily mean. I love her chaos. I just felt like, it kind of started to get stale season by season. Like it was so good in the beginning with the Amsterdam fight, the Munchausen's. And by this latest season, it just felt like Rena was like, what can I come up with this season to like sort of be the villain, you know? Well, time will tell with Rena, And I truly believe that we will get one to two seasons without her and they'll bring her back. Like I truly, like a Tamara. yeah, I truly believe that that's going to happen because I, I, it, Rena said it best. Like, I feel like people are so blinded by Rena's, um, like their hatred for Rena that even if Rena says the sky is blue, um, they're like, she's a liar. She's so don't believe anything that comes out. Like, and it's it's kind of like crazy to me where she's like, these other girls are gonna have to get up and work. They're gonna have to work because I was like, yeah, maybe like maybe she was coming up with things or whatever, but she was working. She was hustling. And that's one thing that I always like respect Rena for. She was always working. She was always clocked in. And when she wasn't clocked in and the other girls wouldn't pick it up, a la season eight, it it, yeah. it wasn't as good. So like, we'll see. They need to bring in some heavy hitters. I'm really worried because now I don't know if they're going to bring in Brandy at all. Um, yeah, there might be a sexual assault case on Brandy that you know, we can go into, but there's a lot of, he said, she said, or she said, she said, there's a lot of, uh, we don't know everything yet, but it does sound like maybe like, you know, this, that would be classified as sexual assault. Yeah. It's why Bravo stopped it. It sounds, it does not sound good guys. 
it doesn't does sound, sound good, good. And I don't, yeah, I think that might've ruined her chances of coming back. I will say though, I was going to use Brandy as an example. I hated Brandy toward the end. I wanted her gone. I hate it when she threw a drink, when she slapped Lisa, like they're funny moments in hindsight, but it's like at the point I was so sick of her at that point, I needed her gone. And then enough time has passed now where I am on the train of, or I was on the train of let's get her back guys. Like we need some, we need a, we need a chaos agent again. And so I'll probably feel that way about Rena. Maybe I just, maybe I do just need a, a, a season or two break from her. And then maybe I will be like, okay, I'm ready for Rena. I'm ready for Rena again. You know, No, it's, it's true. Cause I did that with, I mean, like you don't watch OC. Um, well not yet. I know not that yet. you're gonna, I know I it's will. on your list, my long um, list, but when I was watching OC, I hated Tamara Judge. I was like, she is the worst. I was like, she's such an evil little pot stirrer. She's so freaking annoying. She comes up with like all this shit. Like, get her off my screen. Like, um, cue Vicky. Get her off my show. Get her off my show. Like that was like me. Um, and then when <laughs> when she was off, I was like, this is horrible. Bring her back. Like. We need that chaos agent. We need yeah. that person who's just like crazy. So we will see what happens. But guys, we want to get into our recaps because we have a lot to cover. It was a we, huge... We were week. eating real good this week, y'all. We were. It was a huge week in Bravo. So without further ado, let's get into our Real Housewives of Potomac recap. My tweet upset you. Obviously, I was upset because someone is telling me that I grabbed another woman's ass. But even the flirting part is egregious. And to sit here and suggest that I would do something inappropriate in the moment is f-ed up, disrespectful, and I don't f- with it. And I'm sorry. And, and so fair. I was and I mad. And I tweeted that. And yes, if you were going to lie on me, you would be f-ing sorry because I will do something about it. I'm not going to just sit here and be like, oh, yes, yeah, say whatever the f- you want because now I'm angry and now you got me cussing at you and I apologize because I don't want to do that but I'm angry I'm angry that people would do that because okay, I've been that's nothing, fair Ashley, but, but some of your actions were just a little questionable man, all right let's talk about the real housewives of Potomac finale read what did you think overall good finale um, but I feel like so much of the drama and heat from this season came from that Mexico trip and the finale, I guess this is probably true for many finales, but it just felt like there wasn't a whole lot to end on. Um, like <laughs> we revisited Mia's medical diagnosis after half a season of not mentioning that at all. Uh, Giselle's talking about her damn hysterectomy on television. I, I two mi- multiple <laughs> medical things going on with the ladies, and ultimately, I think they were trying to wrap things up. Obviously, there was some heat with Chris Bassett, Ashley Darby, whom I met last weekend, by the way. I think, yeah, wait, tell us, wait, can you tell us about that? Reed and Maddie and Elvis got to go to an Ashley Darby lunch in Chicago or drag brunch, a Darby drag, drag brunch. brunch. Yes, yes. So, so tell us, tell us about that because I love a Housewives event. You, y'all know I have yeah. been to a couple. Well, I, I have a friend on social media that like is helping like 
manage these uh, these Darby Drag Brunch events. Um, but what I didn't know is that a, I think he's like her agent or publicist or something. Like he didn't quite say that explicitly to me, but I saw in her story that she name dropped him as one of those things as she was showing off this amazing room that he got her in Chicago. I was like, oh my God. But anyway, um, we, me and my friends knew about it um, a few weeks ago, signed up for tickets. Um, and then um, of course, like my friend was like, oh, you're going like, uh, if you want to do meet and greet, like, let me know. And I was like, uh, fuck yeah. So I got to meet Ashley Darby. It was so exciting. I, I bought like a coffee and love shirt off like Etsy that I wore and she laughed and um, we got a photo together. She asked me my name. She's so beautiful, so cute, so nice in real life. It's exactly what I would imagine. Maddie, of course, being Maddie, goes up to her and is like, You're, I really hate to do this, but that's my good side. Can you? <laughs> of course. She's like, you're glammed up. I'm not like, can I have that side? And Ashley Darby was like, oh, sure. And like moved over. Like Ashley Darby was standing on the left side for everybody in this meet and greet line and then moved to the right for Maddie. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like when it's over, we were like, thank you. And I was trying not to be like too thirsty or anything. We were like, thank you so much. We love you. We're Darby Hive, Darby Barbies for life. And then Maddie, of course, being the e entertainment, you know, news reporter that she is, was like, so Dar so Ashley, tell us, how's Luke? Um, is there any future for you guys? And Ashley, of course, was like, um, um, and then like the photographer guy was like, okay, that's enough, get out of here. And I was like, Maddie, stop it. But it was really funny. Um, and then I boots someone, on the ground. Yeah, boots on the ground. Maddie was doing the right thing, I think. And then, like, I don't know if it was Maddie or someone was like, How big is it? And that was when you could tell that Ashley was like, okay. And I was sort I wasn't like mad, but I was like, guys, we just look so dumb asking her how big Luke's dick was. But um, any, or maybe that was Elvis who did that. I don't know. I'm going to throw him. Under the I, I could literally um, see that little, that little. But yeah, Elvis, Maddie, <laughs> myself, our friend Mikey, and then quite a few other of our Chicago friends. Um, there was like 15 of us total were at this Darby drag brunch. There was some incredible Chicago drag talent. We were sit. We were at a table right in front of Ashley Darby. She was sipping a Corona, um, like she does on brand. Um, at one point, one of the drag queens did "Coffee and Love," and someone handed Ashley a mic, and she just sat there on her little chair and sang. And um, she she found the key. She found the note. She was she found on, the note. She was right on. Like it wasn't. You know, she has a voice. She has a she has a singing voice. It's not. Are we lie. sure? Read. I, I mean, I don't know if she's gonna were, like win. Were the mimosas? A, were the mimosas in the? I don't know if flowing? she's gonna win like a like a Grammy in her in her lifetime, but um, Harry Styles did. So who knows? You know, <laughs> don't even um, read. Don't start. No, I'm gonna start. <laughs> we're Beehive over here, and we were robbed at the Grammys. And Beyonce, that woman should never submit anything to the Grammys ever again because they use her name and her attendance for clout every fucking year. And then they don't give her the fucking award. How do you get agree. nominated that many times in that many categories and then still don't take home the ultimate prize? That would be like at the Oscars if a movie won all these other awards but didn't take home Best Picture. Are you fucking joking? It's it's insane. Okay, yeah, quick, quick rant about this because I'm just like so fucking irritated. And honestly, I think the Grammys are like shit and they don't like really mean anything. And honestly, the Grammys are like beneath Beyonce. And this is not just like... I don't think that this argument is even like 
a crazy Beyonce beehive argument. I think it is literally like common sense at this point, like that it's just astronomically crazy and insane and makes no sense. And I agree. I hope she never submits again. I hope she never attends again. Uh, I am so embarrassed for the Grammys for doing this. I just think it's like embarrassing at this point. I saw somebody on like TikTok or something going like, um, like that, like they were comparing like Taylor and Beyonce and how Taylor's winning percentage is not as high as Beyonce's winning percentage. And we're like, yeah, babe, that's like the point. Taylor has a lower winning percentage and has won three, three album of the years. Beyonce has a higher winning percentage and has right. never won album of the year. So like, how does that even like make sense? You know? And then and they're like, like, no shade to Taylor. I know we have a lot of Swifties that are listening. A lot of Swifties. Like, I love, I do love Taylor Swift's music. I love her as a person. I don't understand why people insist on like constantly comparing Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They are not the same person. Beyonce has been working since the late nineties. Um, even when people compared Beyonce to Gaga, like I- Gaga is like my arguably number one. And like Gaga came on the scene in 2009. Beyonce had already had a decade under her belt at that point. We need to stop comparing people to Beyonce, guys. Beyonce is the, like, as Lizzo said at the Grammy, she is the artist of our time. This is like what people felt when they saw the Beatles. This is what people felt when they saw Michael Jackson, Prince, Whitney Houston. That is the level Beyonce is at. I need everybody else to just calm down. Even if she's not your fave, you need to recognize, I mean, this woman trains on a treadmill so that she can hit the notes while dancing. A lot of your faves can't dance and sing at the same time. Let's be honest. Like, let's not be at another level. No. And the thing is, like, even Adele was annoyed. Like, you saw her literally roll her eyes during Harry's speech and walk away. Like, even Adele knew that Beyonce deserved it. When Adele got it years ago, she was like, Beyonce deserved it instead. Like, they're obviously friends and support each other, but... What the EDM crowd is like upset because Beyonce, they're like, that's not EDM. Like Odessa should have won it or whatever. And like, I get it. There's a lot of artists that get categorized into one genre at the Grammys that aren't really the same. Right. And I get that. Like the, the, the kind of electronic music that you get from Odessa is not the same as what Beyonce gave you on Renaissance. But what really pisses me off is that Lady Gaga and Madonna I can't remember if they won the Grammy for Best Electronic Dance Album, but I know they were nominated for Best Electronic Dance Album. Madonna with Confessions on a Dance Floor, I believe. And I think Gaga, it was the fame. Maybe the fame monster, but I think the fame. And if if I don't recall people saying that they didn't belong in the electronic dance category, but as, as soon as Beyonce does it, you want to say she doesn't belong. And listen, I get it. Renaissance is a blend of a lot of genres, but it is rooted and inspired by house music from the queer community in like the 80s and 90s. That is electronic dance music. And I'm sorry, but if Just Dance by Lady Gaga or Hung Up by Madonna count, then how does anything off Renaissance not count? And so to see the EDM crowd on Twitter being like, Beyonce didn't deserve it. Be honest, you don't like that a black woman got it. Like that, like I know I don't people, I don't think people want to go there, but like you didn't have this issue when it was a white lady. Speak on it. You didn't have this issue when it was a white lady. And that's the thing. Like it there is microaggression, like there is racism. Whether you are intentionally a racist person, I'm not saying that everyone is intentionally racist, but there is like inherent subconscious racism at play here. There was the variety magazine released like anonymous quotes from different 
Academy voters, there was this 70 year old man. I can only assume he was white. And his quote was like, well, I voted for Harry because every time it's always Beyonce. And every time Beyonce releases something, it's supposed to be treated like this big event that we're all supposed to quake in our boots about. And I just didn't, I don't want to buy into it. And ultimately what that says to me is you just want to knock her down a pit. You just don't want her to have album of the year under her belt because you think she's too famous. Like for some reason, she's not deserving of us quaking in our boots. And like we did quake in our boots. It was a super amazing moment. And she like was named on so many different publications as album of the year. So what do you mean? It's not deserved. Just be honest. There's a racial motivation going on here. It's really sad. And I hope Beyonce's not heartbroken. I feel like she doesn't care as much as we do. I feel like she doesn't care. I feel like at this point, she's like, LOL. And she's the most, and now, and she did break the record for most wins in history. And I'm, which is insane. And still doesn't have an album of the year. So, like, exactly. How do you not have album of the year, but you have that record? It it just isn't consistent. So, I'm glad we went off on this because, oh, to me, and this is the last thing I'll say on this, and we'll move back onto Potomac, but I'm going to like kind of bring us around to Housewives and compare it to Housewives. You guys listen to this podcast. You guys know what I say, that there are opinions and there are facts. Okay, there's opinions and there's facts. Um, an opinion is you don't like Nini. A fact is Nini is one of the most influential Housewives of mm-hmm. ever. Like, period. Period. There's no disputing. Okay. You might not like Beyonce. That's totally fine that you don't like her music, but you cannot deny that she is one of the most influential artists of our generation and is extremely fucking talented. Like, so fucking talented and deserves album of the year. Listen, I loved Harry's House. I'm a Harry's House stan, but, like, it should should have gone to Beyonce. Yeah, and, and like... that album was great. I'm like a Harry fan. I'm not a stan. Like, I he, I think he's a great artist. I'm not like coming for Harry, but it just felt like a cop out because that just like yeah. that variety person set, just because just like that variety magazine clip said, that voter was just like, I just didn't want to give it to Beyonce. So I chose Harry. It's like he was just like the cop out choice so that the Academy didn't have to like have another Adele Beyonce situation. Or people saying, um, that Harry's house did better commercially than Beyonce's. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what album of the year is. Like when Beck beat Beyonce, like Beck's album was a, <laughs> like you, you're going to tell me that Beck's album was more commercially more. successful than self-titled. Exactly. It wasn't. So I like, did, I saw a tweet that was like, we need to, <laughs> this is, I think true for all of us. I saw a tweet that said, we need to decide if we think album of the year is based on commercial sales or like cultural impact, because it seems like we all kind of, when, when, you know what I mean? I think we all kind of change our opinion based on who we want to win. So yeah, one year you want someone to win and they had the highest commercial sales. So you, you use that as your reason why. And then the next year you want someone else to win and they didn't have the highest commercial sales. So then you change your reasoning to be, right. Oh, well it was more culture. I think we all need to align on something like what is the measurement and is it a combination of both? Maybe probably, but like, we can't just keep like, which is it, you know? Right. You know what we can't agree on? is I think that cultural culturally impactful, what is the most culturally impactful album of our time and should have been album of the year is Deep Space Deluxe by Candace Diller Bassett. Oh, literally. Candace, <laughs> when is she going to get that Grammy? Um, should, like, honestly, like, I respect her so much for, like, the hustle and... 
uh, what she has done with this music career for a housewife because like obviously you have okay and I'm gonna take back like I'm sorry last week I said that Candace or Candy's not a star Maddie did cut my throat for that um, I still um, stand by that she's not a housewife star like she's not a star on housewives and we talked you know what about, I'm saying we talked about this and I kind of so I think kind of what I said, but don't think I'm not is a bop and she deserves all the respect for what she has done in the music industry and the grand. Yeah, I think like what I said to Maddie in that conversation was there are housewives who are stars because of housewives like Nini. No one knew who Nini leaks was until she just became an icon on housewives. So there are, there are people like that. And then there are people who already were stars before Housewives. They maybe added star power to the casting announcement. And it whether or not their icons on Housewives is irrelevant to their stardom. Like, no one can take away from Candy that she wrote Bills, 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 right? For Destiny's right. Child. She wrote multiple songs for TLC. She was in her own girl group. She, to this day, she's working in the music industry and still also getting like hits. I mean, I know shape of you by Ed Sheeran came out like a long time ago and the I forgot she had to like, do with that. Yeah. She has credits on shape of you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I think that like candy is no Nini or Rena or Brandy or like when you think about like who on housewives has like a memeable moment, like I'm not candy doesn't come first to mind. But she is a star with or without Housewives. Like, she's literally going to be in... She's in the Music Hall of Fame for, like, what she's done. I just... Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I see... I I see what you're saying when you say Candy's not a Housewives star. Because I love you, Candy. I hope you're listening. But I also hope you're not listening. Um, (laughs) Hope to God she's not listening. Doesn't really do anything for me on on the show. Yeah, well, she... Doesn't really. like... She yeah, she to. never has done something for me. No, like her first season, I was all in because it was so different from the other housewives they were showing her in the recording studio. Her entire storyline in those early seasons was like her music career. I'm so fascinated by all that stuff. I loved watching it as a viewer and learning like this is how they make a song or this is kind of the process. That was so cool to me. I don't really feel I'm I I haven't started season ten yet, but I did watch last year's current the the most current season don't really feel like that's candy's story anymore like you don't see her like working i guess she's working on different things like her play she's taking up a very big paycheck at bravo and i think it needs to be dispersed in my opinion but we need to break up big let's get on to the real housewives of potomac finale so (laughs) get back on track this all started because i said ashley may not win a grammy in her lifetime but the music was good at darby drag bunch we can okay we can close the loop on that well so this finale you you guys know i haven't been a huge fan of this season and this finale to me was like no different i i just like it was fine. I, this season was fine. I'm not like a hater. I'm not like anyone should be fired unless it's Robin Dixon. And even that, I'm like, I do think that there needs to be some kind of repercussions for that. Like whether it's a demotion or something needs to happen. But I do think I want to see Karen and Wendy and Candace like drag her ass for fucking filth on season eight because of all of this. I hope like, so. I, like that's what I that's what I want to see. 
um, because I think that she deserves some repercussions for this because she was on Watch What Happens Live with Ebony from Rome. That was so annoying. It was so infuriating to watch. I was just like, girl, like, it's okay to be, like, wrong sometimes. Just admit, like, when she was like, oh, I don't, like, project... I don't, like, try to demand transparency from any of the other women. What are you talking about? In what she world is such a flip flopper. Robin is so fake and stupid and hypocritical. I mean, the fact that they were asking her about, like, well, Giselle said this, and she's like, she's like, well, I, uh, 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 well, I don't, I, I don't speak for Giselle, okay? Like, she literally has nothing to say, and then she's yeah. like, well, that's not my territory. Like, she's just, she's fake. She's, she's fake. She's fake. Just she's a hypocrite. Which, like. I don't think that housewives need to be fired because they're hypocrites. Because in my opinion, all housewives is, are hypocrites. Housewives I think that's what hypocrites. I think that's kind of what makes the housewives world go round, right? Like but Karen like, <laughs> I know, and I love Karen, but like, I wish that Karen, like, for example, like in this episode, I wish that she would just be like, "I'm not this. I have never done this. I will never do that." She'd get my name out of your fucking mouth, like blah 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 blah. Instead, she's like kind of like running away from the situation, which I kind of just want to see her like. I don't like when housewives run away. I just kind of want to see. Yeah, them. it's like we don't need it on your Patreon. You obviously need money for your mortgage. Um, and that's why you're doing this. I there are like Robin stands out there somehow. Um, including some like very influential housewives accounts, including <laughs> one that I follow. And I don't hate them. I just it's bizarre to me that they love it's, Robin. Well, so no, much. like I mean, I I too like I mean, I think that there's working in the Bravo account field. <laughs> like when you see, you follow a lot of different content creators and many content creators have their faves and that's totally fine. And you can ride or die for your fave. And I stand by that. Like I ride or die for Lisa Barlow, but I can also, I mean, look at me, I'm wearing a Lisa Barlow shirt right now. Oh, I want um, that shirt so bad. This is, <laughs> thank you. that's the Etsy store I tried to order yeah, from. Yeah, Christian Gray and, Snow, love and him. They, and um, he took a, I went to his Etsy thing. He's like, I'm taking a break right now while I fulfill current orders. And I was like, okay. You needed that, you needed his I needed Etsy the Darby, Darby shirt. shirt. I had to get the coffee and love one instead. And I'm like, I'm still bitter about it, but also I'm a small business supporter, so I get it. You don't, you probably do out here. Take, you got to take yeah. a little break to get your shit, your shit caught up. I get it. But yeah, like okay, so like back what I was saying, like you have your faves and everything like that. But like when you are like dying on a hill for a fave that is completely utterly wrong in the situation, it is like really weird behavior for me. And I'm just like, I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, maybe it's okay to say like my fave was wrong and like, oh my I god, I do it all and like the time. move on. Karen's my fave. She's most of the time showing you know her ass on TV. Like she gets caught in li- caught in lies all the time. I admit it. Doesn't matter. It's, that's my mom. It's fine. If that's my mother. That's my mama. You know, like, it's like, but it's like, it's fine. Like, it's just move on and admit that your fave was wrong. Um, Robin is just like this whole episode. I was just like, this is so tacky. I hate how we had to watch 10 minutes of that wedding in Maryland. I When she was talking about uh, to her parents, I was like, I want her mom to go mama Joyce, take her shoe off and hit her. Like, I, w- I would have literally been like, I don't care if the cameras are rolling. My daughter is getting... Like, I was so irritated with her going like, oh, we are going to go to Jamaica for Juan's brother's wedding. And then the next day, we're like 
gonna get married. That is so tacky. It's Are you so not embarrassed tacky. for saying that on TV? That is so tacky. You like don't get like engaged at somebody else's wedding. You don't do like there's just things that you just don't do. And that is one of them. You don't yeah. get married the day after a family gets married in the same location because you just want to kill two birds with one stone. That's like weird behavior. And it's even weirder to admit that on television, let alone like in private. Yeah. And then Ebony, like coming to Robin's defense, being like, I'm all for securing a bag. Yeah. Girl. Like, and this is why Ebony on Roni didn't work. And I'm sorry. Like, I feel like enough time has passed where we can like say this, like, uh, she was not a good fit on that cast. I yeah, don't I think there think were a that lot she, of moving parts to that. I don't yes. think that she was the root of the cause of the demise of Roni. But one thing that I noticed watching, and she was also on The View. Um, I saw that. That's where I, I watched like, that on the. I watched about, it on like, The View. If you're too. not going to create the space for us, then Bravo will do it for us. So, like, but you can tell that in her head, She's like, I dismantled Roni and I tore it down and I like, I'm the reason why the tower crumbled pretty much. And like, so people can say that she's not the reason that Roni flopped or anything like that, but she takes full credit, in my opinion, from what I've seen for the crumble of Roni. Yeah, I, I, and she I, like I, loves I that she and she like loves that. And that that irritates me. I think she me. I think she just I, all I'll say is I think she certainly acknowledges that she was a disruptor. Um, whether that was like wrong, I'm not going to say, I do think, you know, there are plenty of things that were brought to light with these women just by nature of bringing a black woman on. Like there was just certain women who just were not able to expand their mind. I, I actually agreed with her when she said that Sonia Morgan was a great example of how it could have been done. Um, mm -hmm. I thought Sonia, like I was very proud of Sonia that season, just the way that she, how, how, uh, just the way that she took it upon herself to to listen and to learn. So I do think that there are there, the the white women on the show left us a lot to be wanted there. Um, I think there's a place for all of those housewives, just maybe not together on R Roni. So I'm really hoping. For I just Roni wish legacy. that we like. I just wish that we got more Bershon. Like I loved. Miss Bershon. I have said that on the podcast from time. Wasn't Bershon though? She kind of gave me conservative vibes. She was Ramona's every, every, friend, like, and didn't she like discount Black Lives Matter or something? I remember. No, I think I think a lot of like, people. What the fuck did she just say to me? I think a lot of people took what Bershon was saying uh, wrong. I can't remember. Obviously, it feels like a lifetime ago that Roni was on the air. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I just remember that Ebony hosted them all for the Harlem Knights dinner. And then at that dinner, Bershon said something along the line. It was something on the lines of she didn't like I don't think she said all lives matter, but she kind of like said something that sounded like she would have that that bumper sticker on a car. And I feel like that was when they cut to Ebony in the confessional being like, um, what? And just kind of. Yeah, I remember that happening. Well, I think it was more. Like, again, like, I can't really remember, but like, I feel like it was more like you could see the tension kind of building between Ebony's side and then like Ramona's side and the other, like, there was a clear, like, kind of like division kind of like coming through. And like, I feel like I don't think that Bershon has that 
that take. I don't think she's an all lives matters girl, but I think that she was kind of like, Hey, we're all here. We're all powerful women. Like we have more in common than we think. Like, I think it was like more that lane and it got like confused, but I have to do a rewatch and I'm going to do a rewatch. I'm currently rewatching Roni still. Um, and I'm going to do a rewatch and I'll give my opinions. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to Potomac. We have gotten you, so distracted. So sidetracked. We've had so, so many. We've talked about Beverly Hills. We've talked about because the Grammys. Because this finale Romy. was boring. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. So, yeah. So <laughs> sorry. Giselle had a hysterectomy. Mia has lumps or something. Robin's a liar, a fake, and a fraud. Um, Candace and Chris Bassett kind of came at Ashley. I love Ashley Darby. I don't think she was totally in the right there, kind of being like, "Well, Chris, you are questionable." It's like, girl, we need to let we need to let this bone go. I don't think go. he did. I don't think he did anything, and I think this is a whole ruse. And I, I feel bad for him. And um, looks like in the reunion, that's going to come back up. I'm ready for him to tear them up in the reunion. I'm really excited about it, actually. But like uh, another thing was like uh, Candace's music video premiere. And Giselle is such a hater. Like, I feel like every other woman in the group, even if they've had beef with Candace, they were like, this music video is a bop. It's a hit. Like, good job. Like, even Mia, she's like, the budget's high. And Giselle is like, I can't remember the song. And I'm like, you are such a fucking hater. Probably because you're an idiot. Probably because we can't remember ever Hugh Beauty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's just <laughs> like we can't remember anything that you fucking did. I so truly like, like I don't think I dislike a housewife more than I dislike Giselle. I've disliked more, but currently she's on my shit list. And her and Robin both, like mm. I'm I'm over them. But did anything I'm else like like yeah, what else went down? I'm excited for the reunion, just the ending of like um uh, the ending of the episode was like the wedding in Maryland, which the producers are literally so fucking funny with how they edit everything on Housewives. Like the whole but like Potomac plane, specifically, you're so good the, at it. The plane going into Jamaica, and then it just turns out to be Maryland. And I'm like, yeah, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Like, if you would have like said, like, oh, we're gonna have like a cute little like wedding in like Maryland and everything like that, but just like the fact that you like decided not to do it in Jamaica. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do it in Jamaica after your brother-in-law's wedding, because that's just beyond embarrassing. Um, but I'm glad that the producers gagged her a little bit. And uh Andy did go hard on her. I feel like honestly the Watch What Happens Live episode was better than this finale because I like wanted to see her get like kind of like questioned more. Like Andy did not even wait for the episode to like start, really. He just like went right in, was like, Why do you think this? So tell us about this. Tell us about this. Well, she's saying that Juan was not at the hotel, or Juan only went to the hotel to put down his credit card information and then left that sounds like such a lie that sounds like exactly what a man would say i'm like do you i was like babe you don't believe this do you please you do you really believe this i was like this is embarrassing this is so embarrassing i don't honestly zach robin might just not care because she doesn't she clearly don't love her it sounds no i think what i've heard too is and this is probably clear it's like that was like her big storyline on the show like she needed something like she needed something on the show 
And like, you can tell that Juan fucking hates it. Like that phone call when they were in uh, Mexico or whatever. And like, I know I'm kind of embarrassed because so I defended just, him in that, but clearly he was in the wrong. Oops. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm over her, but I hope there's a little bit of a demotion there. I know. But, I feel like, where do we, I mean, we, we still have the reunion to get through, but I'm just like, what does season eight of Potomac look like? Do we keep most of the cast? Do we shake anything up it like i liked this season maybe a little bit more than you did zach i thought it was pretty good not not their best um and i certainly could see a need for a shake up yeah i think something needs to happen i think we need to add in either some new women um demote robin promote jacqueline i know i did not like jacqueline before but like i think like there's stuff with the mia of it all i'd like to Mm -hmm. either see some resolution or something like that um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's all I have to say on Potomac. Me too. Let's get into something that I want to talk about, which is the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh my God. All right, let's go. I need some water. I'm not nice. We're good. No You're not anything nice. nice to say about You're not nice no one has has anything nice to say about you says the person say anything nice about me Uh uh-oh yeah not one no what is happening i don't care because i realized i thought you were my friend i just realized i never had one let's go let's go no no we're not friends what just happened everybody get that noted she's never been my friend she's a two-faced sleep on this, this, do you know how to communicate? Learn how to Come talk, Miriam Webster. That's how you act. Come on. You stop telling me to come on. The poor thing. He's got to go home with her. Oh, jeez. Who's arguing? In Thought she was gonna be nice, and she's that she always is. I learned that word from you, babe. Good. You should learn more from me. I should. How to be a bitch and a up friend. Her. It's a charity event. It's a charity event. Her. Jen leaves. She's leaving. Yeah, yeah she's leaving. She looks like an old <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about the premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So our Garden State ladies are back, and we have some new additions that I am pleased to tell you that I'm fans of so far. I mean, I'm going to give it like a couple more episodes and see where we go with it, but I really am enjoying Danielle. I'm enjoying Rachel. And even the friend of Jen seems like she's got like a fun kind of energy to her. You know, I love, um, I'm not, not calling her old, but she's definitely older than the newbies, the new like full-time housewives. Um, and I, I like that energy. I know Mo is going to go for like the, (laughs) like really pretty young ones like Rachel and Danielle, which Rachel was born in 1991. So like her and I went to high school, like at the I was born in 1991 when she said I'm 31. (laughs) I was like, so wait, so Rachel is the brunette. Rachel's the brunette that kind of like gives me like Danielle style vibes. I keep wanting to call her Danielle, but Danielle's the blonde one. Okay. So the blonde one, Danielle, I loved her her confessional, her Jersey accent, the amount of time she was like, Ooh. My daughter's got the big bows and the ponytail. Look at you, girl. Wait, mommy's you have mommy's boobies. And my husband is just a walking Adonis. Can you do the milk? I'll, I'll do the cereal. Yeah. Like I was she it's giving camp and it's giving like icon. I don't know yet like if that will become true, but 
I think we might, I think a star might have been born. I think a couple mothers were made on Tuesday night, to be honest with you. And these are potential mothers in my book. We'll see you how know, it plays out. You know out. what's so interesting, Zach, is that I started my Real Housewives of New Jersey journey and I have so far completed the first two seasons. Um, and then Tuesday night before, I, you know, I'm just going to watch the new seasons, like even if I'm not caught up because I just don't want to fall behind and I want to be a part of the discourse and I'm on this podcast. So I'm going to have to talk about hey, it. Anyway. It's homework. Yep. It's work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, I don't have a lot of background on what's happened. Uh, you know, what is this season 13? So I am, I am what 11 seasons behind, <laughs> but um, they're shorter. You'll catch up quick. They're like, they're not Beverly Hills seasons that are like 25, 27. Episodes. Yeah. So I, I did start season three about an hour before this new season 13 premiered, just cause I was like, let me get into the mood. Season three premiere, as you said yourself, Zach is like the best housewives premiere of all time, all time, the all christening, time. the christening of Joe Gorga and Melissa Gorga's son and Teresa Judice, like, fighting with her brother and then like Joe Judice, it actually for a minute, I was like, what, what? they're both named Joe, uh, like starting a fight. And then like little Gia being like, guys, stop it, stop it. And I was like, there are children. There was a baby and a stroller just abandoned. It's um, it's like the whole, have you gotten to the part where, um, it's the only Kathy, episode I saw. Okay. I can't remember if it's like in that first episode though, because it's, it's something that happens at the christening, but like Kathy's like the strollers all alone. Where's Teresa? I and there was something at, where like it cut to it cut to Melissa being like my baby. Like there was something like that. I, and I, then yeah, that was it. It, like you this isn't like a major like spoiler, but like um, it's Kathy's like one iconic moment in my eyes, and it's not even her saying anything, but like she was like, "Where's Teresa? Like the stroller? Like it's she left the kids by themselves." And Teresa's like, "Kath, Kath, don't do that, Kath." don't do that Kath. And it's like, so it's so funny to me, but like that whole christening, like everybody, it's like kind of like watching like game of Thrones. It's like house Gorga, house Judice, just like clash at this huge event. Everyone's fighting. Like the whole room is like the cameramen are falling down. The room is shaking. Like it is literally truly, Melissa's the best TV episode ever. ever. And she's like, I thought that they were going to start off good. And then like, they were going to fall out. No, but they like, hate each other off the jump. Because you know, like, do you know all like the behind? Like, they I get know, into it like later. Well, I watched Ultimate Girls Trip season one, and I feel like they talked a little bit about it there. But I feel like to re- it sounds like Melissa was trying to get on the show from day one, and it took until season three for that to happen. And so I think that maybe why Teresa hates her because behind the scenes it looked like she was just a thirsty bitch marrying her brother f- to be on the show. So they were married before like the show like even okay. like started and everything like that. But what it was was that like Melissa and Joe did not tell Teresa and Joe that they were going to be on the show until filming started. That's shady. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like shady. then it was just like, what the fuck, you know? And yeah. same thing with like Kathy because Kathy is like Teresa's cousin. Like, yeah, it was just it just felt like you should have told us the family was trying to like cling on to her fame. You know, because yeah, like, yeah. Teresa is like, just like, um, I say that Nini is the most iconic housewife of all time. Right. But Teresa, like Jersey put housewives on the map. In my opinion, like people weren't talking about housewives as much until that table flip moment. So like, 
but the, that yeah, table flip yeah, moment is with Daniel, monumental. That's one. I just, it's so funny. Cause like they're always in a banquet hall when this shit's going down. That's what oh, happened with the table flip. And now they're there for the christening. But I, I say all this to say, I, it was so interesting to watch episode one of season three, the origin of Teresa versus Melissa. And then fast forward 11 years and I'm watching this season's, this new season's premiere. And it's like, not much has changed. No. Right? Well, like, it's actually lot, gotten worse. A lot changed. It, you're, so yeah, you are missing like a big chunk of history um, on the show. But like, you can like kind of like see it. Like, I mean, it was always there. There's always underlying tension. Like Teresa and Melissa end up making amends, making like kind of like a pact. Like they kind of had to like go up against the same villain at one point, which like kind of like brought them together but then at the end of the day like i don't think any of the family discourse and drama was ever like super super resolved so it was like down it was bubbling up to the surface and finally it just like exploded um i am watching this so like watching this premiere you guys like know my thoughts on louis and i was never really a big fan of the the, like teresa's teresa's new husband um, oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Dolores's man that you tweeted about. Oh, Frank. Yeah, we don't have to go there. Honey. Which you know, because you here's here's something when you when you tweeted that. Listen, there's a lot of I'm not the only one, baby. I'm not the only one who that that's my man. There's a lot of people out there who love Frank because you haven't watched that history of him and Dolores. Well, and there's room like for that. everybody, I suppose. But shut up, Reed, girl. I, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so Louis is Teresa's new husband. Louis is Teresa's. He's got like an interesting face. Okay, like also... He kind of looks like if Joe Judice got a facelift. He looks like in like an alternate universe. If Joe is like skinnier, got a facelift, worked worked on his appearance, was taller. What's like the Twitter? It's like uh, filler, rhinoplasty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... Like, it's very interesting because there are, like, these new dynamics. There's, like, Louie and then, like, Dolores has Paul, Polly now, which, by the way, I said this in our group chat the other day. Paul is the most fascinating-looking human I have ever seen, not because he looks different than everyone else, but I've never seen somebody who can look hot in one angle and completely ugly in the other angle. Like, there are times where, like, he pops up on screen and I'm like, ah, oh! My gosh, gave me a heart attack, like scared me. And then there's other moments where I look at him and I'm like, okay, Dolores, I see you. I see you. you like, you can keep it. I <laughs> like, I don't know why you It's just uh, my weakness is older men, but there are instances where he looks really hot and then instances where he looks like other end of the spectrum, like ugly. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see this dynamic play out because Frank and Dolores have been so close and Frank was like living with Dolores and now he's living with Dolores's ex-boyfriend. So which who is, is very weird. So help explain to me who is Frank to Dolores? Is that her ex? So Frank is Dolores's ex-husband, father of her children. Um, that's the one that you think's hot that I don't. Yeah, I love a meathead gorilla. And that's it. I wondered if they were exes because in the episode they were kind of fighting with each other in the way that maybe like exes would fight. 
Yeah. So she was they like, don't are, go there, don't go there, or something like that. They are very platonic. Like people have been wanting them actually to get back together for years because their chemistry okay. is just so um unmatched. But like Dolores doesn't want that. Frank, like I don't know if Frank doesn't not want that. Like I don't I, I kind of like get the vibe that he like would be would want to get back. Yeah, with he gave me like sad puppy vibes, like he wants her or something. But I think it's it's going to be interesting to see because like no offense like David was a pussy her ex boyfriend the recent one like that one clip at the end of the episode with, with uh, Jennifer where she was like let me tell you after five years if he's not saying he he doesn't want it baby like you know like he wasn't putting a ring on it he was just like uh, wasn't spending time he was never in front of the camera he was a loser in my opinion like. I just was not seeing any type of chemistry between him and Dolores. So I'm happy that she's like with someone that she's like excited about. Um, but transitioning to some of the new women, I'm very interested because I love that like Danielle has like a connection with the Manzos and that That's whole right. family. Yeah. And then like Rachel's connection is uh, we'll see. Cause Melissa, yeah, who does she know? She knows Melissa cause they're, kids are best friends but like okay. then again like melissa is like melissa also brought on amber marquezzi from season six which you haven't gotten there and that was a whole thing so like i don't really know if i trust melissa's judgment i feel like sometimes melissa just brings people on the show i, I don't know so we'll we'll see with that whole thing we get the scene with marge and Teresa, kind of like making up at Marge's at Teresa's house. Um, you didn't see last season and you didn't see the seasons before, but Marge was like super her and Teresa were close at one point and then they completely fell, fell out. So it's they made be, up in that first episode. I don't kind of, but then last. Marge like and I love Marge. I am a Marge apologist. I love Marge, but I do not like that she immediately ran to Melissa with the information and I said, had like, noticed that. So see, I, I notice things even if I don't have context clues. I was like this doesn't look good that you're going immediately to Melissa and Joe and like spilling everything that you just talked to Teresa about. Mm -hmm. And um, then telling her that Louie called her insecure. Like, I just think that just wasn't necessary. Right. Because now Melissa is going to have a bone to pick. So it's just like, she's, she really Ashley Darby, the situation up, um, you know, she really stirred that pot. She did. And she is, a she is, that's her role. That's her role. And so you have to kind of respect Marge for like the role that she plays. Like every housewife plays an integral role on the cast. If you're not playing a role on the cast, there's no need to have you on the cast. So like, in my opinion, there's no one who's like the shit stirrer and that's, we need that Marge, you know, like Marge is that shit stirrer. What about uh, do I agree with her on everything? No, but we need, she's necessary. What about um, Jackie Goldschneider, who I know used to be on the cast, but it, it looks like she was demoted to friend of. Um, I think I'm thinking of the right person. There's a there's a piece of the episode toward the end where the new girl, Danielle, was explaining some stuff to both Jackie and I can't remember who else, maybe Melissa. And Jackie like interrupts her and is like, you haven't looked at me once this entire conversation. Oh, it was, it was Rachel. Because I keep wanting to call Rachel Danielle. Because she kind of... Doesn't Rachel kind of, like, resemble Danielle Staub? 
That's okay. So we're getting okay. This is going to be tough for me. Okay. Okay. So Danielle Cabral is the blonde. Yes. And then Rachel, Rachel Fuda. Fuda is the brunette. Just Rachel Fuda looks like a Danielle Cabral. If that makes she any looks sense. looks like a Danielle to me. She doesn't look like mm. a Rachel to me. We're like, something about Danielle the dark brown like hair, the brunette hair is giving me Danielle vibes. And like Rachel gives me blonde. So I need to like figure out how and to switch also that. Also, like Rachel, head. Rachel in her confessionals, the way she talks. Like Danielle's like that. I'm from Jersey girl. Like, yeah, like Jersey Shore, like kind of like mm-hmm. energy. And like Rachel Fuda has that Danielle Staub season one kind of like, you don't want to mess with me. I mean, like, yeah. you're either gonna love me or you're going to forget about it. You know, like, yeah, like the mafia. Um, I, yeah, that was so I, I was like, what are you getting upset about that? She didn't look you in. And then she's like, I mean, come on, social skills. It just was giving me, and then I did a little homework after that and saw that she was demoted to friend of. It was giving, like, thirsty, like, trying to start a fight on camera with the new girl to sort of, like, earn your spot back, hopefully, one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, like, I, Mo and I are um, Jackie apologists, uh, but I could not... Um... I can't think of a good excuse for what she did on the premiere. It was just, just kind of out of pocket. <laughs> it was very like, weird energy. Just like, you're not paying attention to me or something. Well, like, I posted on the Instagram that clip. I was like, this is Jackie is giving that one clip of Melania um, Trump when they're like all talking. And uh, she's like, hello. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, where'd you come from? It's like, why, why are you even uh, speaking here? Um, but yeah, so she's giving thirsty. I want to talk about Jennifer versus Dolores. Um, you're yeah, definitely Jennifer, not gonna, Jennifer Aiden, right? Yeah, you're definitely not going to remember what they were fighting about last season because you didn't watch it. But I watched I it, watched and it. I can't remember why they're arguing. Like, I don't, I don't understand why we are fighting. So, like, I'm so confused. They had like, some showdown at a re- at the reunion, apparently. They did have a showdown at the reunion. It sounds like Dan. It sounds like Dolores called Jennifer a "see you next Tuesday." Okay, it's coming together. It's coming together because and now I she's could, like, "Well, no one would. Your a friend wouldn't call you that, so I don't want anything to do with her." It's confusing. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm happy that Jen is like. I love when Jen pops off. So last night, like during the premiere, when she was like, "We we don't have the same idea of friendship," and she's like, "You're right." I'm nice and you're not. And like, yeah, walks, right? she's like, yeah. And she like storms out. Like I love Jennifer Aiden. I'm a Jennifer Aiden apologist. I'm team Jennifer. Most of the time. Um, I'm not, there's, I feel like you're going to realize read as you watch and as you catch up on Jersey, um, that there are two very, very, very distinct sides. Um, that doesn't happen a lot in housewives, but like with Jersey, it's all about family. And it's mm-hmm. Team Gorga or Team Judice. And Team Gorga is Melissa. It's Jackie. It's Marge. Um, team Judice is Dolores and Jennifer. Uh, recently, Dolores has kind of like floated in the middle a little bit. Dolores has always kind of been like a little bit of a floater. But at the end of the day, she's like much more loyal to Teresa than she is to Melissa. Um, and people ride at dawn for either side. Um, I don't ride at dawn for either side, but right now I'm leaning on Judice. I'm leaning towards more Judice. Yeah, didn't one of the cast members say that she would be validated or vindicated this season? Danielle said that she's going to be vindicated this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved there was this podcast that like Teresa's podcast 
that released like yesterday. And Teresa was like, I gave birth on this show. I got married on this show. I got divorced on this show. I like, I went to prison on this show. I went to prison on this show. Melissa, like what has, and she wants to make her storyline about a text message. We are not the same. We will, will never be the same. She is not me. And I was like, mic drop period. There was a, there was a tweet that was like, Teresa's attraction to her brother is the underpinning of all Real Housewives of New Jersey drama. <laughs> and I, even in that first episode of season three, I mean, they're Italian. So I think there's just like a deep loyalty in like the the culture of the family. But it almost does feel like Teresa is jealous of Melissa that she gets to fuck her brother. There's like this really funny Amy Schumer sketch. I can't remember which one it is, but she jokes about her boyfriend at the time or fiance at the time's mom being really protective over him and how moms of sons she like was like oh i want to fuck my son like that's kind of how moms come off when they like, yeah have, like the girl their son brings home it's like well i wanted to fuck him and it's like it is giving a little bit of that where it's like do you just want to fuck your brother or like it's, what's going it's on it's definitely like a weird <laughs> it's definitely like a weird vibe but it definitely is like that just like deep like family rooted drama yeah and no yeah i i guess like i don't know whose side i would be on but it does feel like teresa's gatekeeping the show like i already am here so melissa can't be i don't think that it was like that i think it's just the way that melissa went about it and like like truly like anything like like melissa and this is another thing you're gonna learn she has never had an organic storyline. It's always something that is like premeditated, pre-thought out. That's never going to happen. Never going to come to fruition. There's never going to be like a full like eclipse of this moment. Like with Teresa, it's like she went to prison and we saw her family going through that. We saw the aftermath of it. We saw her have to go through Joe going to prison. We saw her rallying for her kids and then she finished and now she's building a new life, you know? Right. But with Melissa, every season it's like, this season um there's one season read where she's like i went to a psychic and she said that i had another sister and i'm gonna look for that other sister (laughs) okay and that's like and it's like nothing comes from it nothing like happens from it and like jennifer ends up calling her out at one of the reunions and it's like you've never had a real storyline in your fucking life you always like lie and i was almost team melissa last year because Teresa really was showing her ass last season um but guys, I got to admit, I'm kind of like not hating Louis as much as I was last season. I feel like he is kind of like Teresa's voice of reason and like brings her back down to earth and like mellows her out a little bit. So it like, did look like that. He was like, you need to let Mar- Marge or Margaret, mm-hmm. you need to let her talk like at the table and stuff. I did think that he was, if anyone's going to get Teresa to calm down, it's probably like, it's probably going to be him. With. Yeah. But like even just watching their family scene and seeing how she's connecting with his sisters and his parents. And this is like, Reed, like you're going to watch the show. I'm excited for this journey for you. Like I love like hearing people's like watching journey. My friend just went through a Jersey watch and was like texting me everything and like absolutely loving it. So like, you're going to see like the pain that Teresa goes through and her longing for family, for community, for everything like that. And just not feeling it from Melissa and Joe. And then seeing her with Louie's family actually made me really happy and seeing, I don't know if you guys see on TikTok Melania's little posts 
about her like daily vlogs with like Louis's son who is on the spectrum and like hanging out with her new brothers. And it's just so pure and genuine. And it truly does make me believe that like there must have been something weird about like Melissa and Joe and that side of the family that was not feeling authentic, was not filling that void that Teresa needed. And so I'm just happy for her. That's all I can say. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for the season, even though I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Reed's like, I'm here. I'm seated. I'm here. I'm seated. I'm definitely going to consume it and talk about it. I think it's going to be a good time. I'm excited for this. And people hate New Jersey on Twitter. Like, I follow a lot of hilarious Housewives stand accounts and Housewives parody accounts. And I love them. I respect them. I'm not changing that. But I was really shocked to see, like, like Yolanda parody was like, it's that time of year again and posted like all of her muted words. And it was like, Teresa, Joe, Melissa, New Jersey, real houses, New Jersey. And I'm like, I think you're in, I think you're in a pocket. I think you're in a bubble. Yeah. I am in a bubble. Like, because the people I follow are the funniest in my opinion, not going to lie, but okay. I'll go, I'll expand my bubble. Mm, Okay. Cause I see, I mean, I think one of the reasons why Twitter, like, and again, there's like just, there's certain things like no shade read that you just like haven't lived through and haven't experienced. Yeah. So like it's turned like Twitter turns into a blood. Like you think Beverly Hills is bad. Like Twitter used to turn into like a bloodbath during New Jersey. So like, okay. I think like maybe that has left like a sour taste in certain people's mouth. Cause like when Beverly Hills was going bad, it was certainly leaving a sour taste in mine. Like I didn't even want to talk about it. Anymore. Yeah. It's annoying like, how many people are so, off on Twitter, but it's definitely not people don't hate it because it is besides Beverly Hills. It's one of the highest rated franchises that airs. Okay. that's fair. I think I I asked this question weeks ago, but it just feels like it's like the ugly stepchild of Bravo's housewives franchise. Like they don't get, it's done so dirty because they don't give it a budget. They don't like, that's what I'm saying. There's no budget. They don't hold anything. Like, why aren't they holding spaghetti and meatballs? I don't know. They're not holding anything. The cast photo or like their twirling photos or whatever, apparently haven't been refreshed in years. It's no. like, what? why is Jersey not given the same treatment as the other franchises? It has to if do it with is the, the best. Company. It has to do with the production company. Got it's it. like, but it's just like, it's it's easy to, it's easy to get away with like cheap Jersey because like the Jersey kind of aesthetic is kind of cheap. And like, if the content's you know, good, you don't really care if like, yeah, like the cast photo Honestly, shitty. like they had two bumpy seasons, which was season six and season seven. And then, eight was kind of like the renaissance of new jersey because they brought in marge it was they brought back danielle it was Mm -hmm. like a huge season eight is one of my favorite seasons i want to rewatch that scene uh season it's so good it's so camp it's so amazing they go to italy again it's like great it's like quintessential jersey and it just revitalized the franchise and then the next season they brought in jennifer and jackie which was kind of like i love when they bring in two housewives at the same time like a la like porsche and Kenya, you know, like that revitalized like that was Atlanta, so like um, I mean, Cynthia and Phaedra, that was also a shift. Um, uh, Eileen and Rena, like when they bring yep. in two powerhouses, you know, so like when they brought in Jackie and Jennifer, Carlton and Joyce, just kidding. yeah, girl. <laughs> but when they bring in like two people like that, like they brought in Jackie, they brought in Jennifer, and it was chaos. It was like chaos magic. It was beautiful to watch, and it was like super exciting. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I like the newbies. I'm really interested to see where it goes. And Reed, I'm excited for this New Jersey 
journey for you. I know it's going to be fun to hear my thoughts every week, given that I'm like not fully caught up. So yeah, now watch watch me and Mo be like, Reed, you don't know because you didn't watch season four of New Jersey. Oh, I know you're you bitches will. <laughs> I know. I don't give a but fuck. Anyways, let's get into our Vanderpump Rules recap. You ready to talk about this? Yeah. Let's do it. Just diving in. Let's do it. So after 12 years together and five years of marriage, oh I went to Tom last winter and asked him for a divorce. I felt like my whole world, everything I know, just sort of dissipated in that moment, you know? We've had a lot of issues. Why do you insist on humiliating me? I've never been a priority to him. She laid it all out and it made perfect sense. I can't probably give you the specifics because I was so upset. I wasn't really listening, but also I don't want to ask her again because one of the reasons she broke up with me because I'm not a good listener. All I need you to do is just listen to me sometimes. I don't like the sound of your voice. Long story short, I just didn't know how to make her happy. All right, let's talk about the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. I liked it. I loved it. I loved it. I think as we said on this podcast, we like last season was bad. I just watched it. Um, I was gonna write a post actually about like I watched Jersey or uh, not Jersey. I watched Vanderpump Rules season nine, so you don't have to. and then as I started writing it, I was like, there's nothing really to write about. Like nope. it, there was, it was such a non-eventful season. I can really catch you up to speed in like under 30 seconds. James and Raquel were planning to get married. They ended up calling it off. Um, the reunion, because I, I watched the reunion <laughs> while it aired on like Bravo before the episode. I was right. babysitting my little cousin and I put him to bed and then I watched the reunion and the reunion was actually pretty good um because you had like the the breakup of james and raquel like right there the backdrop no, no one, that was like backdrop, no one yeah. knew about it that like brock was fighting with lala lala was talking about the randall of it all and basically that randall was like running a casting couch which is just a whole nother thing like yeah. when she said that he was right like that 50 cent was right about him and that he was like a little harvey weinstein with like less money and like less power <laughs> i was disgusting, like that, but he, that's does, like, he looks like he would be no a hundred percent um there was a scene in um in the premiere where uh they were like yeah well you like role played that shit with him and then it flashed back to like lala being like Oh, I like pretend like we'll put on like a red wig and I'll be like, let me meet you at a hotel. And I, I'm a starving artist for like a movie. And let me just give you like a blowjob. And I was like, this is a this has aged so bad. Yeah, as as have many things on Vanderpump Rules. I yeah, the the where they you know, where they ended last season, it felt like, is this show going to get canceled soon? I feel like they're like, you know, it was on live support. It no longer is like the heart beats back. Like we're hearing the beep. We have something. I wouldn't say like she's like alive and well and healthy, she's but not it's fully like, baked. It's definitely like, oh my gosh, like I thought they were dead. And I hear I hear a little bit and of breathing. Bitch came here. back to life. Yeah. I hear a heartbeat. It, yeah. It ain't rigor mortis just yet. No. I Rigor Morris, girl. I said rigor morris. 
I <laughs> so what's so funny is Lisa Vanderpump has very little to do with the show. I mean, she's in that premiere, I feel like she was barely there. Um, and I know that's kind of always been true, but I just I and maybe this is like I'm I'm not remembering properly. Maddie could correct me because she's watching right now. I feel like Vanderpump had such a larger role in earlier seasons. She definitely had something, but it wasn't like it wasn't anything crazy. I feel like it's always kind of been like how, um, like Leva uh, on Southern Leva was on Southern Hospitality, yes. kind of there to be like, all right, kids, quit farting no. around, and then like fire people, and it's like yeah. you are no longer welcome back at Sir Kristen Doty. Like you know, like it was like those moments, mm-hmm. but like I'm eager, and I've said this, and I've said this time and time again, and I've said it before, is that I think that. Vanderpump wants her empire to be big and I don't and as much as she says she doesn't want to come back to Beverly Hills I think she wants to come back to Beverly Hills I think she sees like how well the show is doing and I think that there's going to be there they, there already was a sit down with her and Garcelle and it's going to air this season Yeah, and I think that she's going to use Garcelle to get back on the sh- and Garcelle's smart I don't think she's being used I think Garcelle is doing the exact same thing I think Garcelle is using Vanderpump to bring in ratings to Beverly Hills and like everything like that. And well, I think yeah, they're when like you're a Bravo celebrity, them. you're yeah, it's just it's good for the brand. It's good for your brand to appear in other places. So um Candy knows that all too well. Um so <laughs> yeah, her, her and her 30,000 spinoffs. Yeah. Right. The the new girl group challenge or whatever is going on there. Um I yeah, this first this new this new season feels like almost a fresh start. I do wish like, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I do wish that maybe we had like a new face or two, but maybe I don't. Maybe what I like about Vanderpump actually is that it is this core crew because uh, the episode with the new people like in season or the season eight with the new people didn't go too well. No, it went horribly. I actually saw a TikTok recently where they're like ranking all the Vanderpump rules cast members, like from my least favorite to like favorite and like. They were like number nineteen, Max, and I was like, "Ooh, I forgot about him." And then yeah. they were like number eighteen, Brent, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about him too!" Like you, um, I, I liked I, Dana though. Everyone I, like I, I didn't she like was Dana. Fine. I liked Danica. I thought Danica had potential. Oh, that psycho! She was psycho. I like yeah. She was had psycho. The look in her eyes. It was like she killed somebody, and she knows she could have. I'm sure she was I, gonna kill her. Like I liked Dana. It was giving like new girl, new girl in school. Like every every guy's going for her. Like it was the TikTok though said the TikTok said, and I agree with. She was a little bit too normal for reality television. In my, I think my so too. I mean, she announced herself. She wasn't returning. I don't think that she was fired. I think she was like, I'm good. Yeah. So like, I think she was a little bit too normal. What we do have a new face this season, which is James's James new girlfriend. Is, so is that like Allie. a friend of sort of thing? She's not like a cast member, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, like she's like, I mean, kind of like how Raquel was introduced, you know? She was like kind of like and a friend of. And then slowly made her way into center stage. Yeah, exactly. And I so, used to think she was so boring. And I will say like she has done a better job kind of keeping me interested in her. Yeah, um, especially with the James situation of it all, um, you know, her heartbreak was her advantage. Right, I agree, and she's clearly 
playing the field right now and doing what she has to do to like maintain her relevance on the show and like honestly like revitalize the show and i'm not mad about it i'm like not mad not at all i do think think it is so cringe watching peter do this over and over again peter okay so i'm gonna say something i i want to sniff oh read i want to know what it smells like but I um, do agree that he's probably dirty and I would probably have to go to the clinic afterward just to make sure. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that at all. More for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is nasty. Um, you you can have it. Reed was, like, Reed was like, till the this, room, so... till the room stinks. Mom earmuffs. Um, <laughs> my mom texted me and was like, I listened to a part of one of the episodes. You did such a good job. I was like, oh, my God. God, I'm glad that my talk about way too many things that I don't want you ever hearing come out of my mouth. Yeah, my Um, parents hate um, my parents hate housewives, so like they will never touch this. My mom hates housewives too. She's like, I don't get. My mom's got this thick Southern accent. Her name's Carla. She's like, I don't understand why you think this is so entertaining. It is just so much negativity. It is just so much hate that these ladies, these ladies yelling at each other is giving me a headache. And then me and my brother are like, oh, we're living because, you know, we're two, two little F words just loving our reality queens. Uh, yeah, no, like my mom will be like, can you turn that? My mom, so your mom's got an accent. My mom's got a Puerto Rican accent. She's from the island and she's like, can you turn that off? It is so negative. It is just so uh, it's giving me a headache and it's just so depressing what these women are fighting about and going through. And then in the same breath, I'll turn that off and then she'll turn on the news and it's like 10 people died because of the Oh yeah, my mom's watching like, Nancy like, Grace you kid- every like, night. And then Nancy Grace is like, are you kidding me? On yeah. national television. I'm like, why are you watching this and you think this is like positive? Like whatever. Right. But yeah, so... I don't know. I what I really enjoyed about this premiere was, and I saw somebody tweet about this, and I could not agree more. Is like they're back in apartments. Some of them are back they're in poor. apartments. It like feels like good I didn't again. Need like, them in homes. I didn't need them in houses. Yeah, no, and they're like going through like real life like shit. You know, like mm-hmm. we have Tom and Katie's like divorce. We have Raquel and James's like engagement ending. We have like all these actual problems we have lala going through like lala. a huge crisis Sheena's, looks like sheena's still getting married mm-hmm. so like it just feels i don't know the premiere felt right guys it felt right Did it I, felt I feel like i'm missing a glaring thing that i must have just like totally just missed but remember that girl charlie from the last two seasons yes did they cut her no, she was in the episode. Okay, I just must have they blacked did. out. I I did probably black out every time she came on screen because I can't stand her. Um so I think you don't mom, like my, the pasta hating queen. Oh, Lord no. I um I think she's trying a little too hard to like be a reality queen, but I just don't think she's got what it takes. I like like Grace Lily on Southern Hospitality is like how you do ditzy dumb and be like yeah. funny on TV with it. Charlie like is trying to be ditzy and dumb. Like I don't believe she never had pasta. And I don't believe that she thought pasta layered in your stomach and made you fat. Like, I think she thought that would be funny to say on national television. Okay. That's kind of how I view Charlie. Um, so, okay. So she's, she's still on the cast. All right. All right. Um, yeah. James being James, um, go back to drinking. So, you know, that's something, um, worried about him a little bit. I was really proud of his sobriety journey. So 
it is troublesome, but it's James. And honestly, like, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see him off the wagon again, which it makes me sad that he's off the wagon. But I like my James. Like, I yeah. like my Luann off the wagon and in the bushes. Cop into it totally. And, and he says, it- yeah, like drunk as hell. Like, you know, like that's <laughs> very. Wow, the comparison with Luann too. Yeah, it's like I love my Luann and I was happy that she was sober, but for my own entertainment purposes, like I miss when she was little. Like she wasn't drinking Froze, she was drinking uh or Fose, she was drinking Rose. You know, like so we're terrible people. Wow. I know we're horrible. I'm sorry, guys. Like I, I'm I'm sorry. I just have to be honest. I have to be honest about it. I just we're yeah, you know what? I wish them well. I wish them all the health and happiness in the world. That's all I can say to that. But um, also entertain me. But this se- this season premiere was it, guys. It was really it was good. It was it just felt right. It felt like we were like back. I'm excited for Vanderpump again. Yeah. So like it, which I haven't been excited for Vanderpump in a like a long time. A, 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 I'd say like Vanderpump was good until the pandemic. Yes. And the pandemic, pandemic fucked a lot really of people. LA took like a huge hit, you know, like just as mm-hmm. New York took like a huge hit. So but I'm excited. I think it's going to be. I know. I, I think I don't have a lot more like to say on it. Um, but I do think that like we should continue to recap it every week. Um, I'm, I hope our listeners will will tune in if they're not. Um, I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's going to be good. Because Mo and I last season, we watched like two episodes and then we were like, guys, we can't. I'm sorry if you're going to keep watching the Vanderpump Rules season. But like we're not. You know how you said. um, I think it was on the last episode. You were like, are you guys the type that like will quit a show? And it's like mo- 99% of the time, no. But like Vanderpump Rules season nine was one where I like really just stopped watching it. I just couldn't. I couldn't even hate watch it. I It was. Would you choose Vanderpump nine or Roni 13? Roni 13. Okay. Like you're you're on a desert island. You can only bring one DVD and it's those are your two choices. Yeah, uh, Roni, Roni thirteen for sure. I'm not okay. gonna watch pick. I'm not gonna watch pickleball because even like Roni thirteen had some moments that were like good. You know, I feel like Vanderpump sure. season nine didn't. Um, also, this brings up like another discussion. Are you like a summer house watcher? I'm not. We've talked about this when I was your guest in the fall. I just I um, when I watched Vanderpump years ago, which I watched before I even dove into Housewives, which is kind of funny. Um, there was like the crossover episode with this with the summer house premiere, and I just found it to be not my cup of tea. Maddie insists the first two seasons of Summer House are trash. And then if I just start at season three, I would really enjoy it. I did try to watch the first season of Winter House. And once again, just found myself bored. I don't, as a gay man, I don't know if I care about people my age. Um, Well, that's not true because I love Southern hospitality. I don't know. There's something about like all these straight people in a house that just doesn't do it for me it doesn't like, do it for me because it's like okay like like you said you said you watched southern hospitality and you enjoyed it and then you also watch vanderpump rules you enjoy yeah. it because there's like you're seeing their lives you're seeing all these things there's all these intricate dramas and everything like that i feel like summer house to me is just rinse wash and repeat like oh we're here rinse, in the house wash, for repeat. x amount of rinse, weeks wash, and we're repeat. gonna have some drama but i am you know like i am committed to like broadening my bravo palette so 
Um, I am going to watch the new season of Summer House. And if you and Mo don't, we can maybe maybe I can talk about it a little bit on the pod. I know that, you know, Mo will, Mo will for watch. our listeners, I like this, this podcast is not about housewives. It's about Bravo. It's about Bravo. So I do want us to talk m- about more than housewives. But I think we all agree that like housewives is the center Diamond. It's our crown jewel. The center, it's crown yeah, jewel it's our crown sure. jewel. It's everyone's favorite top topic, um, and it will continue to be ninety percent of this podcast. But I do think that we should talk a little bit about Vanderpump, Southern Hospitality, Summer House. Um, I might dive into Southern Charm here soon. We've got Winter House at some point. I don't know if that's ever coming back, but that that's also a show. Um, well, I would love to know the listeners. Um, we'll maybe do a poll on the Instagram story, like, what but do you I, guys like? I brought up a question to Maddie last night during the Vanderpump Rules premiere. Cause now that she is on her Vanderpump Rules journey, she has been watching it. Um, mm-hmm. she's like loving it. She's been sending us all these like texts and I'm like, all right, like if you had to wipe a show from existence, like which one are you saving? Are you saving summer house? Or are you saving Vanderpump Rules? And like, she was like more people like summer house. And I said, I think more people like Summer House right now. But if you're looking at the broad, like the whole thing, the whole picture, I don't think that they're going to wipe away um, the Kristen Doty, Stasi, Jack's slap of it all. I don't think they're going to wipe away like the, it's not about the pasta. I don't think they're going to wipe away the Miami girl. Like, I just don't think that they're going to wipe away that history of Vanderpump rules for Summer House. I like don't know really any iconic moments from Summer House that people talk about like all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean, I think Vanderpump Rules walked so that Summer, Summer House, House can could run. run. Is that the right thing? Well, that yeah. means that they did better. Is that what that that saying means? No, I, I think like I think it's like kind of like I helped you so that you could like yeah. Take this, because I know? think that was the original like just juxtaposition was like we have this young people like party show in West Hollywood and we want to balance that out with something on the East Coast. So we're going to have all these people from like the East Coast go up. Is it Montauk that they go to? Yeah. Um, and I think that now Southern Hospitality is kind of giving me juxtaposed to um, Summer Vanderpump. Oh, to, to the Vanderpump, yeah. Because it's like it's like uh, uh, South Carolina. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the fucking? Charleston. Char- Charleston. Yes, Charleston. So it's kind of like coast and coast and service industry, service industry. Um but yeah, so I don't know. But I, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to give Summer House a fair shot. Um, if I can watch, well, you enjoy that read. I'm not gonna watch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that Tyra clip, but it's not about the f word. It's get the straights off the TV. I'm not watching that. I'm. I, that's how I feel. I'm like, get I'm the not, heteros, get the breeders off the TV. I yeah, get the breeders off the TV. I'm not that. watching that. But Period. anyways, that is our Vanderpump Rules recap. Now let us get into our final recap of this episode, which is the Real Housewives of Miami. search history i think you adriana i think you're a freak so boring mom and dad basic what do we don't know tell us everything maybe a dp here and there 
<laughs> Basic mom and dad stuff? DP? Like, girl, <laughs> what's advanced in your book? <laughs> the fact that Adriana just said DP is perfect proof that your porn search is intense as hell. What's the DP? What's the DP? I don't like that. <laughs> What's a DP? It's not a gringo. Answer the question. Oh my. I don't know. English is not my second language. Like seriously, guys. What? DP. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Miami. So this was a super fun episode. I know that a lot of Housewives fans are like, we're tired of all the fighting. It's too much fighting. It's too much fighting. And like, I uh, like, I love my girls fighting, but I also do love to watch them have fun. And I feel like this episode was such like good vibes, like very good vibes. And it's, we're going to get the good vibes before it goes to like hell, apparently. I know, like this trip to the Bahamas, I... Again, cast trips are always where we have a great time with the ladies. Um, it's funny because like other housewives take their cast trips to Miami. So it's like, where does Miami go? Um, yeah. They're going to the Bahamas this time. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There was there was one point in the episode where they like sensed the dark presence or something. I was cracking. Uh, like, didn't oh, they like... When it was uh, Adriana and Julia. And they yeah, were, like, like, didn't they like pray? She's like, she's like... Adriana, Adriana, look at the curtain. You know, the curtain's like moving and they're playing. It's like dramatic, like fucking like spooky music. It was so, Julia was so campy and funny in this episode. I was so cackling. funny. The amount of, what's DP? What's DP? What's DP? What is DP? What's DP? And then like, um, one of my favorite parts of the episode was uh, they were like playing this little game at dinner and they're like, all right, you have to impersonate the person to the left of you. And Adriana had to impersonate Julia and she gets up and she's like, I have connected with everyone at this table except for one person, Larson. I was like, I love that. That's like an iconic moment for them as well. And not just the fans. Like, it's like funny for them to like laugh at it. And then like her whole confessional of like explaining how she does her Julia impression. She's like, well, you first have to start off with like doing like a Julia Child's impression. And I was dying i was like this is so <laughs> fucking funny like read there's this one scene in jersey that i can't wait for you to watch and it's like um jennifer aiden is impersonating all the women and it is hysterical it's snl worthy it's like get get jennifer on snl and i just think this <laughs> this impression impression of julia was so bad but so good it was camp these women are just doing it for me um i was so happy to see lisa on the trip um, the ladies were worried she wasn't going to make it. Um, Lisa really carried the beginning of the season, naturally has kind of fallen off because there's not much to update us on with the divorce until more things happen. But I feel like we, I just need, I want more Lisa on my screen. That's my mind. I do want more Lisa. I did think it was funny with the um, Lenny counter. <laughs> like every time she would say Lenny, she had to take a shot. Oh, yeah, no. For a drink. <laughs> And like it felt very like um watch happens live. Like Andy's like, all right, we've said Lenny 32 times in this episode. So if you're dry, like don't drive tonight. If you've been playing our drinking game, like it was very giving that. It was like super funny. I just thought like I love the women like rallying around her and helping her. I like the advice that like Julia and Adriana was giving her. I liked seeing like the shift in also like 
who people were hanging out with. Like, you know, like Larsa's not going to hang out with like Julia and Adriana most of the time. But, but in this did. situation, it was Lisa, Larsa, Adriana, Julia hanging out, you know, and then you had Nicole and Alexia and like that whole crowd, like Gertie, like that have been feuding the whole season riding down a water slide together, having like the funnest fucking time. I was like, I re- realized when I was watching this episode, I was like, I have not been to a water park in years, actually. Yeah, um, I, I have either. And I was like, I would kind of, I would love to like get a couple friends, like have like mojitos and a like good old time, good rum drinks and like, um, go down a fucking water. I slide know. Like I, um, these women are, are friends. You can tell like, that's what I, that's what I'm struggling with, with Salt Lake is that they clearly hate each other. And when they're filming, they're just kind of forced together. I like Miami, like these women hang out outside of filming. You can tell like, and even the ones that fight with each other, they're still like, and just even in the beginning of the season, all the the way they all came together and rallied around Lisa. I just, there's a sisterhood on this cast that just brings like a magic to the screen. Yeah. And it's beautiful to watch. Um, Marisol wasn't there, right? Or there was something. So she got coat. This is what, this I is love so it. funny. This I alcoholic, this she was so mad that she couldn't go drink in the Bahamas. You could just yeah, see, so, like, I don't have COVID. Okay, so grandma. she couldn't. She couldn't come at first. So she, it does. We do see her at the end because she ends up. I'm assuming it was like either a false negative or like something happened where production was like, you can't come because you tested positive, but let's test you again. And then she tested negative, And then she was like able to come. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like happened. But like I love the brujeria of it all with the witchcraft um and they're like she thinks that someone's like doing some witchcraft on her and it just so happened that like julia and adriana went to the botanica yeah and it's funny the thing that i love about miami and that makes it like a comfort show for myself and i know mo feels the same way is that we're both hispanic we're both like Mm. our our moms are like this like my mom is like alexia going like i'm superstitious you're not gonna do that you're not gonna bring that in my house like i've had so many moments where like if I like mentioned like one thing, my mom is like, absolutely not. Like my parents didn't want me to watch the exorcist because they thought it was going to like bring something in. Like they yeah. like, were like, if, if my parents ever found out, like if my mom ever found out that I ever touched a Ouija board, which I have. I she- said that I wanted to, and I have friends who are not white who look at me like I'm crazy. I think it's like a white people thing that we're like, yeah, oh, it's I'll like, try this. like, well, yeah. Dumb. Cause it's kind of like how like in horror movies, it's like, a person of color is not going to do what a white person does. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not like, looking uh, back. We are leaving. <laughs> we are running away. We are not looking back. Like we're no, I like, don't believe here, like, in, I don't believe in anything supernatural really. So I'm just like, I'll play with a Ouija board. It'd be fun. But like a lot of my friends are like, um, absolutely not. Yeah. Like it's like part of me has superstitions. Part of me doesn't. Cause it's just like, it was so, you're not superstitious. You're just a little stitious. Just a little stitches. You know what that's okay. <laughs> Just a little stitches. Just a little um, stitches. But my mom is extremely superstitious. I mean, I remember one time I um was working in retail and this new coworker that I had was a medium. And we were always talking about how we thought that the stock room uh the, at the kids' store was like haunted. And we would always talk about there's this little girl in like a white dress, like people would see her like like I never saw her, but like there was at least two or three people that said at the very end of the stock room one day they saw this little girl in a white dress and it freaked them out and like all this stuff. So when this Did they say to came, her, little girl, they were like, little girl, <laughs> little girl, <laughs> this medium started working with me 
And I was like, I don't believe him. I don't believe that he's a medium. Like, but let me take him into the stock room and see what he says. And he goes back there and I go, do you see anything? And this was like his like first or second day. Like he hadn't really talked to anyone. Like we weren't talking about like those kinds of things or anything like that. And he goes back there and he's like, there's um, a guy standing here with a graphic tee um, of the brand that I worked at. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then he goes, and in the very end of the stock room, there's a little girl and she's wearing a white dress. And when he said that, I literally tensed up. I like, literally was like, not this, not this, not this. And he was like, oh, like, like communicating with her. It felt very Jennifer Love Hewitt ghost whisperer-esque. It was like super creepy. Um, and then I was like, all right, we're like going home. We're like closing up. We're like, all right, we're leaving. And I like, I get in my car. I felt like, and this is what, what makes me a little bit superstitious because I did have this experience. So like, I felt like someone was with me. I felt like someone was watching me like when I was in my car on my way home and I was like freaked out and I like get home. And when I got home, my dog like never barked at me. And when I got home, my dog like freaked out, like was barking, Girl, looking behind you got a me, ghost on your hands, like freaking out, barking, looking behind me. But then my dog just looks at me and just like pees. And I like freaked out and I like said a little prayer. And then my mom came home and my mom was like, we are praying over the entire house. And like my brother and sister were sobbing. Like my mom made it like a huge thing. Cause my mom is so superstitious. So like this, whole, like Alexia with the superstitions, like having a Latina mom, I feel it. My mom is constantly to this day, like going like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. It's going to bring in this. You're going to bring in that. So like the whole superstitious of it all was just and made me feel what the housewives like universe was missing. Right. I mean, we've got representation in a lot of different areas, but this feels like where you have a lot of Latina Latinx, you know, that kind of representation going on. I mean, Miami is such a cultural epicenter for that. And mm -hmm. they're really like showcasing it. Um, so I, fi I find that really beautiful. It's really special to me. And, you know, I don't feel like we always do Miami justice on this podcast because we do, we kind of go in order of what aired in the week and we get to Miami at the last part. And then I don't always have as much, you know, gas in the tank. And so maybe next week we, we will flip it on its head, but Miami is like the best thing going on TV right now. I absolutely, I, for absolutely. housewives. Absolutely. absolutely. It's just so good. And I'm just like obsessed with every episode and even the episodes that are like lighter on the drama, like this one, where it's just like a lot of fun and there wasn't a lot of fighting. Um, we even get like, you can tell like when like Adriana and Alexia are talking and Adriana's like, I don't know where we went wrong, Alexia. Like you were in my wedding. Like you were like one of my friends. And then when I got divorced, you weren't there for me. And you're like saying like, you don't know anything about my life. And it's like, well, that's because like you like weren't there you weren't calling me you weren't texting me you know um and it, that's like you can see that kind of like building and building and like you see where the kind of like resentment and the drama is coming from and that these two were sisters i loved like them sitting there and alexia going like you know i love you you know i care about you um so it's just very i love seeing like that kind of like sisterhood and that kind of like bonding but then also like the drama and the fighting yeah alexia wasn't as much of a villain this week so i think that that was good and I think she's going to like, I, I'm waiting to see what Adriana says about Frankie. Uh, yeah, girl, we don't need to bring in the children, especially when they've had an accident and I don't know, just, ugh. yeah, yeah just no, it just feels weird. But I, I, I think Alexia is going to lose it on that. And I don't really blame her. I don't either. And like Alexia activated is it's crazy. Oh. Yeah. She's the her star and, baby. 
Her and Teresa are like the same person, but different. They really are. They kind of look similar. They they have this similar kind of like energy about them. Boss bitch, don't fuck with me. Like I'll go toe to toe with you. I'll flip a table. They're giving me that kind of vibe. And the fact that they're actually friends in real life, like you got the brunette and the blonde, you know? I would love to see them on like a girl's trip together. I know. We really, yeah. Ugh. There's so I many think that they're going to start recycle. Like, I, I think it's going to kind of like turn into like, uh, like drag race, like with all stars where like they start bringing back like people who are on like all stars mm-hmm. two, all stars three or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Multiple they have already. Chances. So like, who's going to be Juju B? You know, who's going to be, who's going to get, get there is Brandy's Juju B at this well, point. I, thought, I, I was going to say, I thought it was Brandy until, until late, until Phaedra. Recently. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is feeling like that, but I'm excited. I'm loving the season and it seems like the cast trip is about to blow up and just get started. So so they filmed the reunion. I feel like typically when we see reunion stuff get posted, it's three to four weeks out. So I don't know if they've confirmed how many episodes are in this season, but I think today was episode 13. If I were to guess, I would say we either have one or two more episodes in the Bahamas and then we have one episode, either one episode in Miami, or that episode will be the final, like the finale, the finale when they're like come back, or there'll be like the next one will be the finale. I would say we probably have three or four regular episodes left, and then it's going to be the reunion. And then maybe guess. like, so that might put us around like it might be ending on March 16th. And I think that Dorinda Deadly had reported that. Um, girls trip three was like March 23rd or something or well they better release the fucking trailer so that's what I'm saying I, I do think like, they're waiting on all these franchises to end their reunions because you've got Giselle and Candace on ultimate girls trip three so we need to see where do they end in the reunion you have Heather and Whitney on Salt Lake City and we saw how that kind of came to a close and then you've got uh, Marisol and Alexia on Miami so I do think all of those reunions have to finish before Girl Ultimate Girls Trip 3 starts. But based off our timing, our logic here, I do think Miami might end and we might have like a one-week break and then it might be, boom, Ultimate Girls Trip 3. But then you also have to think like OC's coming on too. You know, so like it's like, mm-hmm. where is that going to like premiere? Um, Dorinda Daly said the same week, uh, the 20th. So okay. I think I think we're getting OC and Ultimate Girls Trip 3 in the same week. And that doesn't surprise me because we got New Jersey and Vanderpump this week. So I don't think right. that Bravo is opposed to premiering multiple things. Plus, Girls Trip isn't technically Bravo. It's Peacock. Yeah, that's true. So probably Girls Trip will start when Miami ends. Mm-hmm. Because Late it's, March. Yeah. So. And then it'll be like eight to ten-ish episodes, I'd say. So... By like mid to late May, that should be done. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. This year is already going so fast. I know. Before we know it, it'll be Bravo. Just give me anxiety. <laughs> BravoCon. I Atlanta. Know. Like Atlanta will probably come out like in May or something. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, exciting. There's well, so much coming up. So much that, for us to just talk about. That is our Real Housewives of Miami recap. Thank you guys so much for listening to this latest episode of It's About Bravo. You guys know where to find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at about underscore Bravo. Make sure to leave some reviews. Let us know how we're doing. Talk to us in the DMs, however you want to communicate. Um, We have some special episodes 
episodes coming out soon. This is my last episode for a while as I will be embarking on a career transition, a new adventure. So, but I will be this back. This is like and, when Nini left for Hollywood. I know. I'm like, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to Hollywood and pursuing my dreams. We'll we'll, we'll try to survive without you. So you will still get be getting my opinions. Don't worry. You'll get them on the stories and everything like that. Communicate with me there. But uh, as of right now, it's going to be Reed and Mo. And then I'm assuming we'll probably have some guests coming as well. You can probably expect Maddie. So stay up to date on here. And that is all we have for you guys today. So yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. See ya.